0: Welcome back, to your listeners, to Friday or Flight, the horror movie rank review recap podcast. Today, we're talking about the menu.
1: Today on our dead end special, we're talking That's about right. the menu. Um, the dead end, like, meaning that they're not attached to a franchise, they're a little bit secluded on their own, and we just talk about them. And we're not saying that they're bad movies. We're just kind of well, sometimes like, there will be sometimes there movies. will be horrible movies, so expect that, but we will grade them, and I i mean, I have plenty of great things to say about this movie. There's so many layers, so yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but yeah, I'm Gerilyn. Uh I'm the fright of the podcast, and I love the movies, I'm here for them, and that's what I do.
0: <laughs> and I'm Frankie, the flight of the podcast, I'm terrified of them, I'm scared of them, but Gerilyn makes me watch all of them, and she made me watch 2022's The Menu.
1: Yeah, what do you think?
0: You know what, Gerilyn? I'm going to go ahead and say it. For everybody else out listening, this is my favorite movie we've reviewed so far.
1: Really? Okay, yes. well, a big trigger warning because there are several depictions of um, suicide in this. So self-harm suicide kind of thing. Um, mm. So just a big trigger warning for that because the, it does show most of the cases in which that takes place in this movie i think it takes place twice at least that i'm aware of
0: yeah for sure for sure i feel i feel what you're saying um but yeah i I, you know i talked to a few people about this movie uh beforehand and they asked me like is oh that's a horror movie you know and i didn't think put so much thought about it you know horror movies a big genre yeah Uh, but this does feature a lot of like elements of like a suspense film
1: like a a thriller Yes. It's got some thriller in there. It's definitely got some comedy in there. And the comedy in there is just fantastic. It's very dark, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. And then, of course, the horror elements being, I guess, death, blood, um, whatever. But I mean, to me, it's not very horror, but it's more of a psychological in that aspect because... It has a much larger meaning, a deeper message, and I love everything it stands for.
0: Now, me and you have both worked at restaurants. Yes. Yeah, so like I think that adds a little bit of an element there. Yes. Yeah, that we that we've had that experience, but yeah, the movie's about I'd say like well, there's two things, you know, because you're like you said, it's a deeper movie than Mm -hmm. what it is. But on the surface, it's about rich people going to have like a very exclusive dinner. By a very, like, well-renowned chef.
1: That's just the basic rundown of it. But there's so much more to it. Yeah, a lot ensues. It's so nuanced, and I love this movie.
0: You know, what I got to say very importantly is, like, the movie really grabbed me. So this is the first movie that I saw not at home and not in a theater. Mm -hmm. Daryl, and this might upset you, I don't know. I watched this film at work. At a restaurant, Why? I watched it at a restaurant.
1: You took away from the experience. I don't. To I, think I, have I, the...
0: I think I added to it. I was in the environment. You know, I was in a kitchen. You're
1: probably already pissed off. And was, I, and restaurants I w- will piss you off.
0: That's true. And, and 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 I could not stop watching. Like I like the 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 movie. I think is just like outside of all like the deeper meaning and all the horror elements, the dialogue and the direction of the film is so entertaining like i like they're just talking to each other and i'm not bored at all i'm very like invested in like oh what what are they gonna say next what are they gonna do next Mm -hmm. and i think you know we got several really good actors and i think that helps but i think the script is also very amazing and the the editing is, is is cut to a very fine pace that that keeps me keeps the ball rolling for me
1: absolutely and not to mention Like first of all, notable producers that I found were on the producing list: Um, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Wow, which is really really cool because I love Will Ferrell and he's a comedian. So obviously that also you know just solidifies the fact that it is that horror comedy.
0: Interesting is Adam Adam McKay. I think he's he's also directs films.
1: He he's done a lot of movies in the comedy world. I think his most notable one recently was Don't Look Up
0: okay that makes some i've never seen that film. it's
1: so good but
0: i've heard a lot about it it's a commentary so i can that makes sense to me because this film is also another like a commentary, commentary
1: yeah for sure because don't look up is mainly like a commentary on um political things and like how people don't believe in climate change complacency
0: and, and all yeah.
1: that um and this one is just a big big fat eat the rich yeah, kind of movie definitely yeah um, this
0: movie's about capitalism. It's about... yeah,
1: uh,
0: Like, just, just, like, a, a cog's <clears throat> in a machine in a big way.
1: Ah, uh, it's so good. It's just so good. Yeah. It's so, so, I don't know, just story-rich. The only, like, complaint I think that I had at first when I did first watch it was the first time, like, watching it through. I was here with my sister and my, my and my boyfriend watching it, and I thought, man, this is kind of, like... a slow start like i wonder when something's gonna happen oh and then as soon as i said that that's about when it happened
0: you know what you're right and i think you know it takes a long time for like you're saying like something like a big exciting incident to happen but Mm -hmm. the the dialogue and everything else was so fresh to me
2: oh yeah and
0: that i just honestly i that didn't even have to Mm -hmm. happen it like I, I would have liked, I just like all the the script in this.
1: But yeah, the um it was written by Seth Rice and Will Tracy, directed by Mark Mylod. Um, and I think this was Mark Mylod's either directorial debut. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, friends. I'm sure. I'm sorry. I should have done further research. But your girl is the worst. And um, we have a brilliant like list of like cast members. Like we have Ralph Fiennes. Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, Hong Chow, Janet McTeer, Paul Adelstein, John Leguizamo, Amy Carrero, Reed Burney, Judith Light, Rebecca Kuhn, um, Rob Yang, Arturo Castro, Mark St. Cyr, and Peter Gross, and many others, many, many others.
0: Now, you know, I had a coworker at work, I told him I was watching this movie, and they, you know, went on to watch it too. And I was telling him, like, the chef, you, you know, he looks... So familiar. I've seen him in something, and I could just not figure it out. So my coworker went on the IMDb or whatever. I
1: can't believe you didn't know it was Voldemort.
0: And it's freaking Voldemort. And as soon as he said it, I was like, oh my gosh, it is.
1: There's something about Ralph Fiennes that is very like strangely attractive to me. I don't know.
0: That's very interesting that you used the word strangely. Just because I feel like almost everything that you find attractive, is always conventional,
1: a strange, unconventional. Or, oh, unconventional. Well, yeah. Not as not as Voldemort though. I'm not into the Voldemort. Not I'm into like, the Voldemort. Not into the Voldemort. Are Voldy. you sure? Yeah.
0: Because that does seem like your type.
1: Ew, no, no. Um, so we have Ralph Fiennes as the brilliant chef Julian Slowick, who has a restaurant on a secluded island called Hawthorne's. And it's so exclusive that people have to take a boat ride out there to get there.
0: Yes, it's all like everything that they use is grown there on the island, which like, is really cool. Like it's not 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 imported, and everything is like that's how uh, the level it's at. And now, Jerrilyn, I don't know if you know, but in the real world, there's this restaurant you might have heard of named Noma.
1: So I have not, but I did do further research on that, and I was like, whoa, because as soon as this movie was done, like after it came out. Mm-hmm. They like shut down.
0: That's right. It had nothing to do with the film, but the, it's the coincidence. The so. the character seems a lot like the owner of Noma. So the reason that that Noma shut down, which is like you know this big, you know several Michelin star restaurant, like considered to be often the best restaurant in the world, shut down because the owner said that it was so unsustainable, both in terms of like sourcing the ingredients, but also just like. How the restaurant ran and he just just he, he talked about he wasn't happy making the food anymore and he shut that down so the
1: parallels are insane because it's this exactly it, what, what happens yeah what chef slowick goes through yeah. the movie
0: and and i think that's very interesting because when i was watching this movie i was wondering if any of that was was based on the noma stuff
1: so you knew this like you knew this story before before you were be watching
0: Basically, because this when when that stuff happened at NOMA, the NPR ran this whole piece about it. Really? And I listened okay. to NPR, and so, like, I I heard about this. So when I was watching this, I was wondering if they're at all connected or it's just huge coincidence.
1: See, I did not know about this prior, so I knew about it after watching the fact mm. and after doing further research, and I was like, oh, okay, like, this is based on a real, like, kind of restaurant kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's strange how that happens.
0: Now... So you know that's what they do. They go meet Julian. Would you do this experience where you go out on a secluded I island was, to have food made by this like extraordinarily renowned chef?
1: Listen, I was going to ask you the exact same thing, only because we find out that the tickets are one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars per person. Hell to the no!
0: That doesn't sound too bad to me.
1: That does sound bad to me because like that's rent.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like if like people spend more on a vacation to like Disney, but, okay.
1: Right, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Food is is going to be digested the exact same way that you can go to McDonald's. You can go to anywhere else that has like good food that will satisfy you.
0: You're right, but you're not going to get that experience.
1: You're not going to get the experience, but who cares? I don't really. I'm not really into the extreme fine dining kind of experience. I do like nice restaurants, but I mean, I've gone to a couple of restaurants where people Mm -hmm. are like, "This is a really nice restaurant." And I was like, this food is shit.
0: Have you ever been to the experience of where like, it's so like bougie and it's not just fancy, but it's also very like, I don't know what the word is. Like just taking itself too seriously.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have. And I think there are several places that do that and people kind of hype it up that way. And people who have that kind of like high class taste, you know, when they set you up to believe that it's like, oh, it's so good. It's really good. Like, Mm -hmm. and then you go and you have it and you're like. I ordered a, a rare steak and it was more like medium or like my mojito wasn't good, anything like that. I don't know. I'm just like, I I, I don't, ex- I'm not really hard to impress, mm-hmm. but if, if I'm not impressed, then it's like, you've done something wrong because I'm, I'm really easy to impress. i I'm, I'm to be You know what's funny?
0: I think we're opposites in a, in a certain way. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I do not care about like traveling like i don't care about like having these experiences and going to like like whatever fancy crap place like italy or, oh, or france i would or, love to go to italy I mean, and have that's, pasta. that stuff does not impress me but the food does so like i would be willing to like like just go to different places and have food experiences do interest me mm-hmm. um And, but, but yeah, I, I would totally do this. Um, I wouldn't be psyched for it. I don't think like, I mean, come on, like right now, there's no way I could save up a grand and a half to go, to go have this experience. But you know, if I was given the opportunity, I'd definitely try it out.
1: Well, not to mention they're paying for their imminent deaths. That's true. And the only person who knows about this is this guy named Tyler, who is going with this girl named Margot? who who we find out later, her name is actually Erin, but that's okay, Um, played by Anya Taylor-Joy. So Nicholas Holt plays Tyler, and we don't find out until later. Like, if you go back and, like, think about their conversations and how he's like, oh, I'm paying for this experience kind of thing, Um, she's a really, like, high-class escort.
0: So... I want to discuss this because or sex
1: worker, whatever we want. to. Call I feel it.
0: like we'd have, uh, maybe different, uh, differing opinions on this, but you know, we don't find out until later, like you said, but at first Margo was so annoying to me and like what? such a bad, cause I, I thought they were like married or something. And it seemed like Tyler was this character who was very excited to have this experience, something that, like this niche thing. Like he's just, this is his, his thing. Like you're into horror movies. He's mm-hmm. into like fancy food. And Margot is just so dismissive of it. And I, I, I just know as a person, you know, been in a relationship for a long time that like, like there's stuff that I really like and there's stuff that she really likes, right? Right. So, like, if she's interested in something, I try my best to be excited with her. Uh, even though it's not my wheelhouse, like, it's something completely different. Okay. I try to be like supportive and like, oh, yeah, let's just, so, so we could be excited together. And Margot. Was, was like so like, oh, who cares about that crap?
1: Well, I think it's also the way that Tyler comes off because I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, Nicholas Holt is a wonderful actor. His character in this movie made me hate him for a little bit. I was like he his acting was so good. Cause he plays this pretentious asshole who is like a mansplainer and like mm-hmm. talks down to her Yeah the whole time.
0: At the beginning though I felt like he was he was very forgiving. Like like he would say something and then Margot would say something rude. And then Tyler would respond like like just trying like a uh, like a peacemaker kind of way, you know.
1: I I disagree respectfully, just because okay, so as soon as we enter the boat ride, um, they're served oysters. Yes. With like a bunch of fancy shit. And Margot makes a comment and was like, Oh, I just you know, like regular oysters. And he's like, You don't know what good taste is, basically. And I'm like, fuck you that's so rude if somebody has a preference like that's like i understand like you can like what you like but at the same time somebody's allowed to like something that is so like the simple pleasures the simple joys in life and that's basically what this whole movie boils down to is that anya taylor joy is not impressed the entire time and i wouldn't be either Mm. this whole thing so stupid yeah but she's being
0: so rude about it Like you can, Mm -hmm. like you said, like you said about Tyler just a second ago that like, he doesn't have to be so this about it. Mm -hmm. Margot doesn't have to be so like, oh, this is, this is so stupid, man. Like I, like in a relationship, I would feel so like I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Like I've been in that situation where me and Bailey go somewhere and it's like, if the vibes are wrong, like this is something I've been so excited for. Mm -hmm. And now like it it, it doesn't, it's not worth it anymore Mm -hmm. just because whoever I'm going with isn't like. You know, it's just, just bringing me down or whatever. Well, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, later in the film, we find out... We like, find out it's
1: an escort. That, like she's Tyler, an, she's sex worker. Tyler and,
0: basically set her up to die.
1: Yeah, he So I'm not her, trying
0: to defend that or anything. I just mean, like, yeah, that's Tyler. what I was thinking fuck at the beginning. Fuck
1: Tyler. Um, but in the beginning, I can see where you, where you would think that. I thought maybe it was, like... Because it's kind of made clear that he was originally going to bring someone else. And, like, yeah. to me and my thought process was, like... Oh, maybe they're just friends, or maybe they're kind of or like, recently
0: together. Recently
1: together, maybe it's not that serious, kind of thing. And he's like, "Well, I've already got these tickets. Let's just go."
0: Have you ever been in that situation where either like, like you take somebody out to do this thing that you're excited about, mm-hmm. and they just you know they're not into it, and
1: um, kind of, but not really. Interesting. Um, mostly they just wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, or in other cases, it was opposite end of the spectrum where like I would bring someone and they would pretend to be so into it that it was like weird and I was like mm. you don't have to lie to impress me. I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm so simple. I'm I'm so so simple on paper. I promise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And IRL I am. Um, but it's like I don't know. I just don't like when people are not genuine to themselves.
0: That That's fair enough. I can I'm, see I'm that. I very
1: much pride myself on being authentically myself. What, and
0: what do you think about everybody else that's coming on board?
1: Everyone else is coming on board. Well, okay. I got a couple of thoughts. Okay. First of all, I read a few articles. And they all are brilliant because they have different interpretations of what this movie is and what um, all the symbolism is. So we have several, several different groups of people. Someone wrote that it um, represented the seven deadly sins. mm and we could get into that later for sure and then someone also represent like said that it was kind of like the last supper so we have like these 12 disciples mm. or apostles whatever i don't fucking know i don't really do the religious shit so um yeah i was like whoa these are some interesting interpretations because each person is so flawed right they're all flawed in their own way and um we have an unhappily married couple who Margot recognizes the husband, and so, to me, that was really weird in the beginning, because I was like, w- like maybe that's their daughter. Mm-hmm. no, and it just gets worse from there when we find out what happens later. Yeah, but. <laughs> it was like we said,
0: she's a sex worker. she's a sex worker, yeah, and yes. he's hired her in the past,
1: but it was really weird i I would be disgusted, absolutely disgusted uh
0: i mm. I, I I thought everybody else coming on this ship, like, you know, we obviously see that they're douchebags for lack of a better term yeah um some way or another i think it's very difficult okay so so here's something i'm gonna say and i think you know this about me but i i i like people get so disappointed mm-hmm. when like celebrities are like Aspen. oh like johnny depp did this or amber heard did that yeah. whatever the heck like i it never surprises me i uh, if you make a lot of money I inherently assume you're, you're a bad person in some way or another. And, and, and that's to say like, we're, we're all bad people. We're all flawed. You know what I mean? And if we have
1: like an abundance of money, who's to say we won't do the same thing? Exactly.
0: My point. Exactly. So like, so, so I, I'm already getting like, oh, if this thing's this expensive thing, everybody here is going to be an awful person.
1: That's, that's a really good point because like my thought process is who the fuck would pay that money? Who would pay that money just for this expensive meal because like you could to me you can have something that's kind of middle middle class friendly and but i mean these people are not middle class so they want the best of the best and that's kind of why they go because it's the name it's the person that who's cooking the food it's just the money like oh 1250 that's like that's nothing like that's a lot of money to people like us.
0: That's true. Do you, like, want, do you want to go over, like, uh, do you want to go through this film, through, like, the dishes that they go, like, for, through the first course, second course?
1: I was writing them down. We can definitely try that. I don't know how we're going to do.
0: <laughs> What's the first course?
1: Well, the first course is when they enter the boat. So, they have to take a boat ride all the way to the island. And they are served as oyster. And it's um, raw oyster in a, pardon, Pardon my French, because I don't know how to say it. Min min yet? emulsion. Uh, yeah, I don't know. With lemon caviar, and the lemon pearls are made with alginate, which is algae. Like, mm. um, but like like uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character Margot has mentioned, she prefers like simple oysters. Like she li- she likes simple oysters, and that's fine. Do you like sushi? Love sushi. Seafood. Yeah. Squid i think i've had squid but like the fried calamari stuff right
0: what about like uh like oysters
1: i have had okay so my work we serve fried oysters and they're actually delightful you like them yeah I, i was very like you know i don't know about all that and then i tried it fucking delicious i'm just a baby fair enough but yeah i like fried oysters i've not had regular like like raw oysters or anything like that i'm open to new experiences for sure it just takes a little bit convincing and a little bit of working myself up to do it.
0: <laughs> What's the second course?
1: So the second course is the amouche-bouche cucumber melon, milk snow, and charred lace. It looks delicious. I'm not going to lie. So you try it. I would try it. I mean, it just looks very small, though. That's the thing is that I, I like like Margo in this movie. I'm, I'm, so, I'm on her side. She's like, I'm, I'm not full. Like none of this food would fill me up. And I want like a good experience where I'm like, oh, I might have to unbutton my pants kind of thing. Like yeah. you'd like,
0: rather go to like a Ryan's Golden Corral, you know, stuff I, your face. I in. will
1: F it up. Yeah.
0: I am a huge fan of buffets. Um, I love a good buffet. Nobody else likes buffets.
1: I like buffets.
0: Everybody thinks buffets are gross, disgusting. The well, food I mean, gets left the out. The people
1: there. I mean, we've seen people there. The pe- no, Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Some of the people there that go there don't be washing their hands. They'd be sneezing and touching stuff. Like some people, people in, ge- in general, people there we go. are gross. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just the people I have seen at these places sometimes are gross, but it's just people in general that are disgusting. Um, Especially because we we've seen that with like the COVID nineteen pandemic, people don't really wash your hands. Yeah, people, everybody uses
0: the ladle, so so a lot people of people don't, gross. People don't like going, uh, and they think the food is bad. And the, the food, food is,
1: is not bad. The
0: food is horrible. It's it is bad. It, but I love bad food. I think it tastes amazing. I mean,
1: to me, it tastes good. It, it, tastes, satis- it tastes it tastes fantastic. It's satisfying. Yeah. Like, nothing about it to me is like, oh, this is bad food. It's just bad for I think you what they mean, It's
0: bad for you, and it's just incredibly cheap. I mean, that's yeah. how they're able to do that.
1: I mean, but that's why like they attract, like, a, like a large array of people, like, yeah. from all over, like, different different backgrounds and everything. Buffets. But this is not a buffet. You're it's right. a simple pleasure, but this is not... This, this is, is
0: small is, portions, like...
1: Very small portions. It's meant to be an experience. It's an aesthetic. It's art.
0: Now, what course is it when things start going awry?
1: Um, So right after the mousse bouche we are served the first course, which is called the island, and it's like plants and rocks and barely frozen, filtered seawater. And I think it has, like, some seafood on the top, barely any seafood on the top. And it's beautiful, beautifully plated, but it's like, why? What mm. is the, what is the reason? Um, So it doesn't start going awry until the third course. But the second course we are served is the breadless... Red plate, which was really hilarious, and Margot called it out from the beginning. She was like, "They're insulting you."
0: Yeah, but but Tyler already knows that, and like he's he is oh,
1: he knows his, he man. already
0: knows his fate, and he's just trying to enjoy every second of it. And the more the movie goes on, the more that's kind of revealed that that Tyler doesn't really care about that, anything but this.
1: That, and he's also just so. <sighs> What's the word? I feel like he's not capable of seeing the error of his ways, the accountability. Like, he doesn't have any. He's... while things start going crazy. He's still fucking eating. Like, eating and, like, enjoying it. And he's like... "Mm, mm." And everyone else is freaking out, screaming, crying. And he's, like, almost like he has no compass. Like, no moral compass. But I don't want to assume that.
0: Well, it's just that he he follows... Slowik is just his, They're, like, obsession, really.
1: Yes, there was another theory that I saw online that it was kind of like a representation of cult kind yeah. of following because nah. even all of the workers were like, um, you know, like, I love you, chef, I die for you, chef, kind of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens. But, yeah. um, but the breadless bread plate, Slowik made a comment that bread is for the common man, and these people, these guests are not the common man, so they are served no bread.
0: That's right. And I love bread. I love bread. Bread's my favorite.
1: Call me a common man. I don't care. I love me some bread, bread and butter.
0: Yeah, uh, my favorite (laughs) bread is uh, Texas Roadhouse.
1: Texas Roadhouse got some yummy bread rolls. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. But I don't use their cinnamon butter. I ask for regular butter.
0: Fair enough. I just like the rolls mostly, but I like theirs. Uh, Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster are actually decent. Uh, I think the croissants from Cheddar's are okay. I do still like them. Yeah. They're um,
1: so good and fluffy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I also like the the bread from Cheesecake Factory.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. It was pretty solid bread. Yeah. I just love a good bread. I just Bread's love delicious, bread. yeah. Um, even when I went to the Melting Pot one time, which was still, that was like fine dining for me, and that was overpriced. Like, yeah. We, we went
0: for New Year's, and it was 100 bucks a person.
1: Yeah, we went. Uh, I went on a date with a with an old with an old partner and an old paramour. <laughs> an old partner, and it was like 140 for the two of us, and it was just like, I mean, the the don't get me wrong, the strawberries and the chocolate and the the bread and like pretzel stuff and like the cheese was delicious. It was the idea of cooking my own food. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. This is my deal. With the melting pot man. I I don't
1: remember everything. They
0: bring you a bunch of food and there's no there's nobody cooking anything. The I don't know if you know, Geraldine, the people at the melting pot, the servers, they they're the ones that put all your food on your plate. And they just bring it out to you and then you cook it without any seasonings. Typically, all you have is this this boiling pot of water that's seasoned and then some dipping sauces. And you just cook your own food. You spend a hundred bucks for them to bring you out. Raw chicken, shrimp, whatever steak, and then you you boil it. Like first of all, boiling isn't like, like it, the, the the yummiest method of eating most foods. But that you're gonna boil your steak, yeah. And it's just I don't know.
1: You know what my other gripe about it is? They they tell you how long to cook each of these things, right? They're too long. They don't give you like a sheet of paper as like a as like a sheet of paper for reference to be like, oh, in case you forget, because I know this is a lot of information to throw at you. Because you're responsible for cooking your own food, um, and you could very well undercook it and die. Um, wow, a- like they don't give you a sheet of paper to tell you, like, oh yeah, just a reminder, here's what times, like, here's how long each piece needs to be in there. Kind so of thing. were
0: you like freaking out?
1: Yes, I was freaking out. I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to be responsible for cooking that and undercooking it and be upset with my experience because you're not telling me how to cook it again.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to enjoy anything because all mm-hmm. you're really focusing on is your food. And like, there's two ways you can go about this. You have like a bunch, you got a few little tongs to stab your food and you can do it one at a time, but each, each one is only like a bite. So you cook it for two minutes and then you get a bite and then you cook another piece for two minutes and then you get a bite. Or you can toss as much of your food as you want into the pot and then risk like, like panicking. Okay. I got to put the shrimp out now and then I got to, you know, we had like our phone with like our stopwatch on it. Oh my God, that's so stressful.
1: A, is that not stressful?
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to focus on anything. And you're paying a lot of money for this experience. It's not worth it.
1: It's not worth it. See, this is why like fine dining, like $12.50? Uh-uh. I ain't paying $12.50 for shit unless it's my rent. That's it. I don't know. I, I I, would not do that because like the only other fine dining experiences that I've had, um, one of them being the best one, I'm not going to lie, it was called Rodizio Grill. It was like a Brazilian place in Stegos. Nashville right by the melting pot but because of the 2020 um christmas bomb that went off it got it got um it got hurt from that so i don't know if it's back or when it will be back but that place was delicious they bring you like slabs of meat yeah. and they're like do you want this slab of meat and you're like yes please and they just like cut off little pieces for each person and you can order sides for the table how oh, much was that it was expensive but it was well, that one was worth it because like Everything was so good. I think the only thing I didn't like was, like, lamb. It just was weird. It was too too tough. Fair enough. But everything else was, oh, mm, so good. And it's just like, okay. But that one was not as uppity as other places are to me. Like, it was a little bit more laid back. You can, like, like there was, like, a little thing, and it was, like, a red and a green thing on the bottom. And you'd put the green thing up when you're ready to receive meat. Mm-hmm. And you put the red thing back up. Is it like
0: an all-you-can-eat situation? Kind
1: of. Like, they just keep bringing you meat. Mm. So, yeah, it's worth the money. It's kind of like a buffet, but like a fancier buffet, if you're being honest. And you get, like, sides for the table. So, like, you can, like, get, like, mashed potatoes for the table, salad for the table, like, mac and cheese for the table. what's this place called? Rhodizio Grill. Okay. It was yummy as fuck. We all really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. And it was, like, us, like, it was, uh, like, five of us that that were there. And it was like a really fun experience. So, yeah, I don't know. That's the only place that I've been to that I was like impressed by as far as like fine dining stuff.
0: Okay, well, so what's the next is that uh, because don't isn't the next one, the tortillas?
1: Yes. The next course is third course. Memory is what it's called. It is chicken al pastor. It's got a teeny tiny pair of scissors in there, which I loved that touch. Um, And it's got tortillas um, made from heirloom masa. And they each have their own, like, pho- like it's like personalized photos on these tortillas. Yeah, like press and which print it onto them. Was so cool. This is when things start like riling up a little bit. Yeah.
0: Also, way. you know, a slow story about you know his father and you know his relationship with that, mm-hmm. and, and that's why the you know it was stabbed in there into the thigh because that's what he did to his dad.
1: Wild, just wild.
0: Yeah. Uh, would you have any problem eating tortillas like this?
1: Um it depends on what's on them
0: <laughs> well what is what's what's something you know one of the, like it'd be something awful that you've done like a time that you might have you know stepped on Sally a kitty cat or something
1: I've accidentally like left my babies like I accidentally locked Jackie in the in the bathroom by accident didn't know she was there Well it'd be a
0: picture of her crying there in the bathroom.
1: It'd be like the memes of the cats that are like kind of thing like what like that
0: I don't think I've seen that.
1: Like, you've not seen the one where it's that one funny meme where it's the lady who's, like, yelling and she's like, and then oh, it's the right. cat, like, on the other side. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like... I thought you were
0: talking about the banana cat that's always crying.
1: Uh, maybe. That one, too. I don't know. I love that one. I don't one. know. Uh, I mean, everyone's done plenty bad before they mm-hmm. were developed in their brain. But, I mean, we still make still mis- we things. still yeah. do bad things. Yeah. We still make mistakes because we're human and it's human nature. That's right. So, I mean... I don't know. I'd be a little bit nervous to see what my tortillas would be.
0: Would you be anxious to see everybody else's at the table?
1: Yeah, I, I wanna know the tea. Spill the tea, baby. Let's wow. see it. Let's see it. Um, would you be nervous for yours?
0: Oh wow. I've done a lot of bad things, Sherilyn. So
1: We've um, all done bad things though, so, so I mean
0: So yeah. You know, I think I'd be very self conscious. About, like, I don't, wouldn't want anybody... Because, I mean, none of us want everybody to know the worst parts of ourselves. You know, oh, we, yeah, no.
1: The worst parts of ourselves suck. That's why, you know, we do our best to be good humans. But that's the difference, is that these people have not tried to be better humans.
0: Most of them, yeah. So, a few of the people that we have is we have a group of people who work for a company who have embezzled some money.
1: Yep, yeah, and we those have, names are Bryce, Soren, and Dave. They, um... Like, their owner... Like, they work for this guy... I forgot his name already...
0: I'm not sure, but they're very full of themselves, and they think they can get away with anything just because, you know, they have the right brand on We know
1: the owner. But yeah, I've had stuff like that. So
0: we have those douchebags, and we also have a famous actor who's been washed up at this point and his assistant, uh, soon-to-be-formerly assistant.
1: Yes, it's played by John Leguizamo, and his assistant is Felicity, played by Amy Carrero. So John Leguizamo, apparently I read... I don't know if his character has, like, an actual name.
0: I'm not sure, but I I do really enjoy his presence in the film. Oh, me too. Uh, I, you know, don't see him often. I've been seeing him a lot more often lately, if I'm being honest. And He's
1: been in so many things in general. Like well, I, I just I, love him.
0: I like his role, I, I, and I like his, you know, assistant. He kind of plays... Similarly to to the you know the broker bros or whoever they are, uh, he plays like this like full of himself. Uh, like I I lie to everybody, but I think what's what I like about him is that he's he's washed up one. Yeah. Um, two he lies to his assistant and everybody to make him feel better about himself. Yeah. So while the like the broker bros are very like 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 entitled Mm -hmm. he is more comes off as like i don't know what the word is like scared and like he's lashing out because of how little he feels yeah and and i can see that i like that you know tragedy in a character you know he lies about knowing the chef and later towards the end of the movie he said he admits that i I don't actually know him and i just said that to sound cool and he can't stop because he i think he's he lies right afterwards. And, and then he admits to that being a lie. And, and I, I, I really think that's cool. I think, like, I love characters that are, like, like, broken in some way or another.
1: Well, they all are.
0: Yeah, they all are, but, like, his character is very relatable, at least, to me. Yeah. As opposed apparently, to, like, just being entitled, like you said.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently, he, John Leguizamo, based his character on um, the very real Steven Seagal. Interesting. Okay. because yeah. Steven Seagal fucking sucks. Anyway, <laughs> um, so then we have the couple, Reed, Bernie, and Judith Light playing Richard and Anne, and I think their name is, like, LeBrant. Um, they apparently have been to this restaurant, what, I don't know how many times. Several times. Time. Several times in the last, like, several years, and they're just there because they could just throw their money at it.
0: To throw their money on it to keep their status, because mm-hmm. that's something you need to do, apparently, when you have a lot of, uh, you know, eyes on you, is that if you're, you be in the eye of, like, other rich people to be valued somewhere mm-hmm. or another. And, and you know, Slowik asks him later on in the film, like, what, like, name a dish, and he can't, because he actually doesn't care about the food whatsoever. Yeah. And this is part of the reason that Slowik is having such a problem with serving this kind of food, because he realizes that nobody cares,
1: Nobody cares. You know, he
0: loves... This is something that he's passionate about. And through, you know, the people he serves, as well as the people that own him, because he, you know, didn't build all this. He didn't get the island himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he has investors, and they, you know, want to throw their ideas at him, despite him being the one with actual integrity. Yeah. And so I think a lot of that is representative in capitalism in the sense of, like, uh, in several ways. So, for example... You know, I like to write music, Mm -hmm. um, but oftentimes it feels like if I wanted to make any kind of profession or career out of music, that I would have to sacrifice my integrity over it to appease and satisfy a larger, more accessible audience. And I think similarly, similar things can be said about a lot of non traditional professions, but if I'm being honest, also traditional professions in the sense of like, we have a lot of great minds, for example, mm-hmm. but because like college costs money, those people who like might've gone on to cure like these awful diseases or save these, these lives because they have the mind for it, whether be it in science or biology or medical, they'll never get the opportunity because they have to work behind a register at Walgreens or at McDonald's because they never got the opportunity to go to college. And if they did, mm-hmm. they would have been able to show off that beautiful mind that they had, you know?
1: It's just a sad, capitalistic, shitty world we live in.
0: It is, and that's what this movie's about. And Sloic is completely over it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And rightfully so. I mean, the way that he goes about it, probably not the no. best.
0: No, I mean, he still forms a cult, and, you know, there's a lot of murder in this film. But that's the whole point. I think the film is trying to be shocking to mm-hmm. really drive in the the narrative, like the, the, the commentary, like we said, about the film.
1: Right, and then... Um, So this couple is very unhappily married. They hardly talk. And when they do talk, there's like no passion in their eyes, nothing like that. Um, The old man also recognizes Margot, played by Anya Taylor-Joy again, um, because she's a sex worker. She worked for him. He hired her. And it was strange. And it was revealed that like they have a daughter, this couple. And it was revealed that he requested that Anya Taylor-Joy's character pretend to be his daughter say that she loves him and it was just sick just sick shit because it just makes you question like what the fuck
0: I think the most fascinating part of it to me was that he didn't touch her And yeah. that he said that she said that he wanted her to tell him that he's a good man mm-hmm. and while while he while he did his business and I think that is so like telling of the kind of person that he is. Obviously, like, something that torments him is, is like you said, that possibility of an evil past, an awful mm-hmm. life. And he is ashamed of it. And I think it's fascinating because at some point, Slowick says, like, like, oh, like, you guys are trying to do this now. But meanwhile, you, could, you guys probably could have escaped this whole time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you guys could have all tried to overwhelm me and the staff. And none of you did, uh, and and I think that speaks to like I think some of these people by towards the end of it feel like they deserve it. They go along with it and they're just like accept their their you know fate.
1: Yeah, that's true. They do do that. Um, another table that we have is a food critic, and she's played by Janet McTeer. Her name is Lillian Bloom. and she's the one who discovered and gave um Slowick his name basically in the right. food world. And then her I don't know, it's like an assistant or like an editor or something from a magazine. His mm-hmm. name's Ted, played by Paul Adelstein. And he just enables... he really they mentioned it in the movie, but he really <laughs> enables her shitty thinking and I don't it's know, really her funny shitty opinions. He's just a yes man. He really does not have an opinion for himself. Which makes
0: sense though. I mean that's how he keeps his job.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: Yeah, and and I think he represents an enabler. Uh some you know I think in general, there's two kind of characters that represent that um, in him and also the movie star's assistant Mm -hmm. where like, you know, she's also embezzling money from him, stealing from his money source. Yeah. Um, And I think it's so funny. like, Like you said, they all have a reason to be here. The food critic has like shut down restaurants before from a review. Yeah. You know, people trying to make an honest living. And this food critic was saying, oh, I didn't like it. It was bad, was able to, like, get the restaurant shut down. People read, you know, their gospel, and then they, they stop going to the restaurant. They don't make any money anymore. That's
2: crazy. And,
0: and so, and so like, somewhere or another, the, the whole point is that they all deserve to be there.
1: The only one who kind of doesn't deserve to be there <laughs> is the assistant of Felicity. The way that we get to, like, find out, like, what each yeah. person has done... It was, it was just hilarious because, like, you know, we have this table that's, they're, they're making fake, you know, invoices. So, they're stealing money from their company and they're stealing money from other people kind of thing. And then we have the movie star who really just made a movie that the chef didn't fucking like. It's like a petty reason to kill somebody. Um, right. Which is, it's, it's funny, though.
0: It, it is just, really funny. The assistant, is, like you said, it's funny because when it's her turn, it's like, uh, like. Like uh, she steal money, right? And that's all she's done.
1: Well, he's like, What school did you go to? Yeah.
0: And, and she says Brown.
1: And then he's like, Student loans? And she says, No. No. He said, sorry, you're dying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just so funny. It was so funny because yeah. it was like that's so shitty, but it's also I don't know, I guess hilarious. In it's just sense. a joke, yeah. yeah. Like, like,
0: you know, you're lucky enough to not have that kind of debt.
1: Yeah. while
0: going to University like Brown yeah Yeah,
1: like a big like a big school it's crazy um so yeah during this third course they're served the tortillas we get to meet his mom which he mentions that she's a drunk and she's over there just like drinking it up I'm not gonna lie she's a whole mood this movie a whole mood because at one point um everyone gets out of the the building and she goes and grabs another bottle of wine and I was like that's a mood if you know you're dying I guess it's kind of like I'd I'd be doing that too. It'd be like, Just drinking? I don't know. I'd go out some way where I wouldn't feel the pain.
0: Fair enough. I think one of the big moments that we should mention about this film, and like when everybody finally starts like really freaking out that something wrong is definitely happening, is where they have a course come out that features n- no food really.
1: Well, it does after after the fact.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, the, the, but but beforehand, one of the chefs, you know, people, sh- uh, staff that cooks for him uh comes up and is presented as part of the course because he wants to do everything sloic has done he worships sloic but according to sloic will never be as good as him yeah so what is even the point and and remind me what the name of this course is called the mess it's called the mess the
1: mess and um after we find out what happens but um they they are served actual food it's pressure cooked vegetables roasted filet potato confit beef jus and bone marrow does any of this food sound like appealing to you
0: i don't know what any of you just i don't know what you just said
1: because it doesn't sound appealing to me the only one that sounded good was the tortillas and chicken like the the tacos
0: but i don't think any of it's supposed to sound appealing to you it's like the, the food is, I think the whole point.
1: So above our heads kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That it's like, I mean, at the beginning he tells them that do not eat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's not about eating, I guess. Um, but yeah, he shoots himself in the head and really like everybody ends up being like, whoa, what's going on.
1: But the thing that kills me is that still, even after that in front of them, the critic and some people are like, oh, this is just a gag. It's so theatrical. <laughs> like, are literally laughing. And then Tyler's still eating. A, I think,
0: you know, Tyler knows what's going on. And this is, you know, he's yeah. just demented. But I think a lot of people would be that way. I mean, the critic, I think, reacts that way because she is so full of herself. Like, oh, you know, Slowik like, invited me personally. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't pay for this. She she got invited. Um, and that she's like, they're like I'm so important that this whole thing is being, is happening for me. That even the other people eating here, like, oh, you guys are such good actors, she says to somebody, and, and, and they're I not. I that. Uh, yeah, she, she goes to the, the, the broker bros, and she's like, you guys are so good, and then they're like, what lady?
1: I, uh, I guess I never picked up on that, that's crazy. Um, yeah, she's so full of herself, it's insane. Yeah, but, but I think
0: a lot of people would like think like, oh, this part of the show just to, just it's so shocking that you can't imagine it be real.
1: I don't know how I'd feel in that in that moment. I don't know. I would probably probably freak out. I probably you know, feel we, it in my gut.
0: Me and you were probably both thinking the same thing. Like if we if we were in the situation, uh-huh. what would we do? Yeah, you know, as like you know, innocent people supposedly. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know because I would be scared if I tried to like make a move because a couple of characters do try to do that and one of them suffers for it. Uh, the husband, you know, the rich husband that can't remember the name of any of the dishes loses his finger. Yeah, it gets cut off because they, they cut
1: off his um his wedding finger, which that's right. makes me laugh because obviously he cheats on his wife and they're unhappily married and shit. But I have to I have to applaud um the character Elsa. She's like the chef's like right hand person. Yeah, played by Hong Chao. She's amazing in this movie because not only is she knowledgeable, but she's loyal and she prides herself on doing such a good job, and she quickly like jumps in every time there's a problem she will say things to people that are like wild and um she says something to this table of brokers with the tortilla situation where they're like i want to like no 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 it was the breadless bread plate they're like can we get just a little bit of bread we know the owners and she's like you will eat more um so, I don't know. It was something like you will eat more than you deserve, yeah, and you will get
0: no bread, and you will eat more than you deserve. Yeah,
1: something like that. It was something like something very like dark, and I was like, oh, oh my god.
0: Yeah, I think her performance is very good. Like she really, you know. Uh, like, like the, the moments like that, we're very supportive of her. And then mm-hmm. later on, the, she has a toast with Margot, and we think like, oh, she's really in on this cult situation.
1: Oh yeah. She's deep in it. Way, yeah. way deep in it because it's revealed that they also like sleep there. They sleep there. They eat there. Everything. Their life they is live this. There. Their yeah. life is this. It's meant for this and nothing else. And, um, also we see her like, I, I don't know. It's so funny. Ty- I meant to t- talk about Tyler's, um, tortillas. Tyler is caught taking photos of the dishes, which they mentioned early in the film, to not do Take that. photos, yeah. And he just can't fucking resist it. He just can't.
0: I wonder, what doesn't make sense to me is why he's taking the
1: photos. If he knows he's going to die. He
0: knows he's going to die. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> and especially his kind of character, I feel like would be one of those types that are like, you want to be present in the moment and you don't want to. You know, I,
1: ha- I hate his character so much. Like it literally pains me how much I hate his character because not only is the way that he talks to women, the way that he just like has this entitlement and this like status that he has to uphold. Like he's got this whole performative thing. Like, oh, I know the chef. I've been emailing with him. It's like, like, yeah oh, I'm one of his biggest fans. All I know what a Paco Jet is. Shut the fuck up.
0: Well, I I have seen people like this. Uh, uh,
1: yeah,
0: uh, like 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 uh, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Tyler is like, I don't care about anything. Slowik does. It, Slowik is it the best. I only care about his opinion about what's going on with him. So I think part of his character is like this, like culture that we have of like celebrity. Like we what's we the idolize word? them. Idolize. Yeah, that's a great word.
1: Because I, I mean, I'm I'm willing to admit that people make mistakes celebrities make mistakes shit like that we've talked about it like you know it's no secret that they you know partake in drugs and they partake i'm sure there was a lot of fucking abuse going on that we don't know about and i think it's just so hard to believe that some of these people like some of these celebrities that you idolize and you grow up watching and stuff can do such bad things it's yeah. so hard to believe that it's it's
0: i think it shouldn't be i think it should be you know, we all accept that. I like, there's, there's an, two parts in, there's of it.
1: There's an innocence to it, I guess. Like, mm. in your in your fandom.
0: Well, and I can also see that, like, everybody wants... Like, people want to see the best in people. Mm-hmm. Especially people that we put on a pedestal. But I think we shouldn't do that at all. I think we really need to view celebrities as more just other there regular other, people other humans yeah. just with a but, lot and, of money and, and <laughs> in both ways both in a negative light and a positive light like yeah when they do something awful you know they, that's an awful thing they did regardless of how many fans they have mm-hmm. you know that's just the truth and same thing on the other way like if they do something that isn't that bad why are we going to judge them so harshly on like something like if your cousin did you wouldn't give two thoughts about you know what i yeah. mean?
1: exactly the idolization i i do far too much of that i'm yeah. not gonna lie i idolize celebrities i follow like pop culture news just because it feeds me it feeds the dark you
0: like the tea and the gossip i
1: love the tea when it does not happen to me
0: most of everybody ends up dying um by being killed basically mm-hmm. by being or being set up in a trap or something of some sort but not tyler tyler meets his end just by being whispered in the ear to go hang himself and he does that. He just willingly does that to himself because he is, is such a fan of this. And I, I, I mean, that's like a big exaggeration of like mm-hmm. fandom. But I can definitely see like like BTS fans, Taylor Swift fans, like yes. going to like l- huge extents to satisfy what their, you know, I mean, not cult leader, but something similar like their yeah. hero idol wants them to do.
1: No, for sure. I mean, like... I mean, I'm fans of a lot of people, and if they told me to go jump off a bridge, I wouldn't go do that. Mm -hmm. If they did something that was not cool and stuff, I would absolutely, like, you know, criticize them, but not really. I don't know. Like, I I would be like, no, that's not cool. Yeah. But, I mean, that's all I... Because, like, they don't fucking care about one person's opinion. Probably not. I mean, they're probably probably not. I mean, they'd probably be like, that Gerilyn, that Gerilyn over there said that I was... I should should do better. I should know Mm -hmm. better. It's like, eh.
0: So, yeah, that, the, the the movie is very mindful of just, like, a lot of things, like, just culture. And I think it's making mm-hmm. a big a big commentary on several things like that. And I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, they also, so the demonstration, they call it Tyler's bullshit because they, because Tyler is a know-it-all and thinks that he's an expert on the subject, which he may be a foodie. He may love to eat the food, but he may not be great at cooking it. And that's just so funny is that, like, he he portrays himself and presents himself as this expert um about like the food and the process of like making it and stuff i mean he even owns a paco jet and according to my research paco jets are like six thousand dollars like you have that money to just have that stuff but you're not even like an expert like you could you could have the money to go to the school right
0: i think it's really funny when when like uh You know, he starts making the dish. And Mm Sloan is like, oh, like a brand new way of chopping that we've all unfortunately, you know, weren't (laughs) privy to. I think that's really funny because he's, you know, teasing him and being sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, you're talking about, like, how his treatment towards women in the film. I think another moment where that is shown is they all, all the men are allowed to get, like, a minute Mm -hmm. to get a head start before the staff tries to chase him across the island. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that it's, like, you know, the men get this opportunity, and that mm-hmm. nearly all of them will eventually, all of them end up just immediately just running out, like leaving their their wives or partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and they say they have an excuse all of them while they're running away, like, like oh, I'll get help immediately as yeah. soon as you know. Um, and I think that's unfortunately the truth. Like, I think most men would do that.
1: What's funny is. He stayed behind.
0: Well, he stayed, be- he, but it has nothing to do with Margot. Nothing he, to do with Margo, he, but he, he stayed, stayed behind, behind because... just because he wants to be around Sloak as much as possible. Yeah. He doesn't want to miss a thing. When when Margot was went over there into the kitchen, he got mad. He was like, oh, "Why does she get to go like into the kitchen and all this?" Yeah. Or whatever. You
1: smoke cigarettes, so your palate sucks anyway. Yeah. But like,
0: uh, but I'm just saying that like he, he he got mad because she got an extra experience, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to. He wants to stay with all the women so that he doesn't miss. Experience, he doesn't want to leave the island anyway. What's
1: so funny before they go on this little like run to like go get help, which is really funny. Um, we're introduced to the fifth course called Man's Folly, and one of his sous chefs, um, not the one who just recently um, died by suicide, um, I don't remember her name unfortunately, but she says that Slowick, um, tried to come on to her several times and she said no, she said no, she said no. And she was like, after all of this time, like he kept me close by and I don't know, it was just, the story was strange because then you see him in a different light too. Yeah. Because
0: um, like, he's also a bad person. I mean, he's killing yeah. all these people, which is a bad thing. But like, I think, like I said, this is, this whole part is a commentary on just men in general. Yeah. And, and yeah, so he, he, she stabs him.
1: Mm-hmm which was just crazy because I was not expecting it. And he gets stabbed um, in like the leg, similarly to how he stabbed um, his father growing up. That's right. Um, so man's folly was a danganess crab or dungeness. I don't know. dungeness. I, I don't fucking know how to read this stuff. Um, fermented yogurt whey, dried sea lettuce, umeboshi and kelp. A really funny moment um (laughs) they were talking about this with at the table because all the women came inside and they had um this man's folly and um everyone's complimenting the sous chef and lillian bloom is really trying to gas the girl up really trying to gas the sous chef up and she's like at one point in time that would have meant something to me but now it doesn't and um They're all like trying to compliment her food before they die. I guess trying to see if you know, woman to woman, she might let them out or something. Yeah, she's like, like. you know, you
0: should have your own restaurant. Yeah, you know, like like I'm a food critic, man. We could make that happen.
1: And Felicity, um, the movie star's like assistant. (laughs) It was just really funny. Just a moment of like something that I would do personally. I'm sure a lot of us would do. Some of these high class foods are like hard hard to pronounce from different cultures and stuff like that too. But also just this high class. You know, she's like, you know, everyone's complimenting the umeboshi or whatever. And she's like, it's the emoji for me. (laughs) And I made me laugh because I was like, it's so simple, but it's something like I would do that, you know, like it's just so human nature. Like we, like we all just, especially in those places that I feel like I wouldn't belong in these high class areas, like, of course I would fucking mispronounce things. I've probably been doing it this whole time.
0: What's funny to me is like when they're like, oh, you, can, you know, you can you can have your own place. And if I promote you, it'll be you'll be a star. And she's like, oh, yeah, thank you. I, I thought of this. The whole murder part was was my idea. Mm hmm. And then they're all like, oh, okay, whatever. We're not going to convince her. Yeah. So let's just start eating, it's just smoking. I think that's really funny.
1: Yeah, it was really funny. And then um, they come back and they all have this tea. It is wild bergamot and red clover tea. That sounds really good. Yeah, I like tea. And it's just so funny because, like, he's, like, Slovak's going through this whole monologue. And of course, Tyler's like, Chef, is this, is this bergamot that I'm getting? And he's like, yes, it is. And it's just like, this Tyler guy, I swear to God, like, I hate him. I hate yeah. him so much.
0: Yeah, Nicholas Holt, man. Like, great job.
1: He does fantastic. He does fantastic. Um, I love Nicholas Holt as an actor. But if you can make someone, like, feel this rage for your character, uh, like, you do a good job then. I'm just saying.
0: Margot finds her way uh, into this, like, secret room mm-hmm. where she, she finds a lot of stuff. She had to get into a little bit of a tussle to get the keys here.
1: We needed to discuss the whole chef interaction with her before because yeah, okay. we haven't talked about that yet. And that's right. There's been this whole debacle throughout all of these courses for their, like, you need to choose kind of thing. And um, yeah, what were your thoughts on all of this?
0: Well, if I'm being honest, like, this movie is very. The, the dialogue throughout the film, especially in the way that Slow speaks, is very subliminal. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the things that he says are have undertones, especially in this conversation with Margot, mm-hmm. where he's asking her this question that she doesn't quite understand about whether you're a giver or a taker. Yeah. And that um, he recognizes that she also works in what he calls a service industry.
1: Yes, which it is. I mean, sex work is a service.
0: And that so the, so she should be with with him. And the staff. And this this becomes, like like you said, a, a moment of, of, of debate. Just because she has to figure it out, whether she's one or the other. And then at some point, Slovak changes his mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He says, you're not, a, you're not a giver, you're a taker. But you, she's
1: not. I think he's just upset.
0: Well, I don't think it matters. I think he's just crazy. There's no givers yeah. or takers. We're both. We're all both of them.
1: Well, I mean, we all are both of them. But I mean... In the in the sense of like this whole eat the rich kind of like symbolism right, he's, there. She's
0: not. She's not.
1: She's definitely um, a giver because I mean, like like I said, you, you and I both working in restaurants, and we probably serve crazy amounts of different people. I mean, for example, at sure. my restaurant the other day, Casey Musgraves was there. I no way. I don't even fucking. I don't, I know that she's like a country star, but I don't even. Yeah, people were making a big deal about it, and I'm like, she's just a person. I don't care.
0: I would have loved to meet Casey Musgraves. That'd be cool. But I
1: mean, like, I mean, we get to serve like, like relatively famous people in in my town that I work. And it's like, I mean, I don't know, like some of those people could come in, it could be really rude. That's true. I mean, who really cares at the end Mm -hmm. of the day? Because they're just people and they're going to do what they're going to do.
0: That's right. Um, Yeah.
1: So, but I mean, at the same time, like we serve like a wide variety of people could be like you know, people who are like, oh, I I know the GM or I know the CEO of your company. Yeah, you're I, right. You, you, there's entitlement.
0: Alt- ultimately, we don't know too much about Margot or history. I do think something in being like a, like mm-hmm. a, like you mentioned, like a high class escort kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Like she, she does, she probably does make a lot of money. She probably is uh, relatively wealthy given that her clientele <clears throat> is filthy rich. And whatever yeah. she does... In in, in that regard, I think, you know, we we just simply don't know. And
1: Well, I think also to comment on that is, like, most high-class, like, escorts, sex workers kind of thing are not always performing, like, sex either. Like, sometimes it's just companionship. I mean, simply, Tyler is, you know, hired her to come and have a dinner with him for this evening
0: right my 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 concern is definitely not the sex no, i don't no, think good. i'm just saying that she probably does have no dinner. i'm
1: just saying like i don't know i just felt like clarifying that because some some people probably are very anti anti-sex work anti-escort kind of thing and it's like it's still a business and people still pay people to do that so just kind of like a chill thing like a chill pill because you know i mean I think there's nothing wrong in hiring someone to do like companion, like to have companionship. Oh, well, I just
0: don't think it should even be a discussion. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to defend yeah. sex work. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, it's you know, it's definitely a no. Of course, it is. Like, yeah, I'm not I mean, even, it's still work. But I mean, I'm like, I, you're this.
1: right. She probably does make a lot of money. But that still doesn't mean that she is a take. Well, I mean, well, you could argue that she could be a, a taker because she's you know probably you know, the clientele is probably all these richer people. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I, I I mean you could see both sides it, yeah. of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I but mean, no-
1: girl boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, she ends up being out there because she, you know, had this fight with uh, his assistant and ended up killing her.
1: That was wild. Um, which, by the way, this whole place that she goes into, this other room that she goes into to get this barrel um, the exact same. It's a replica.
2: It's
1: like it's a replica of it, the exact same place that they're in right now. Weird.
0: It is very weird.
1: Cause I was like, "Whoa."
0: Well, she gets the keys and find she she finds a radio to like get somebody to come. She also sees a bunch of photographs on the wall of like Slowick and his upbringing and the the review that got him on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know this photograph of him working at what appears to be like a small. Burger joint, maybe some kind of diner or something, mm-hmm. and she radios in some help. Well, the help eventually comes. She comes back into the room, and they're all sitting down. And there is another ship that came by. You know, he has a vest. He has an orange vest, as if like he's trying to figure out if something bad's going on here because somebody called. But it appears everybody's just fine. And Slovak's like, "Oh, what do what you? I'm just trying to serve dinner here. Like, like, is there a problem, sir?" And he goes up to the movie star. Uh, recognizes him, gets an autograph that says "Help me" on it. Yeah, and they all think like, "Oh my gosh, we are saved finally." You know, he pulls out a gun and he's like, "Everybody, get on the ground." This and that, but it turns out he was part of the script the whole time.
1: Yeah, which is wild because I wasn't expecting that. I really thought they were gonna get out of it.
0: And this is what makes Loic turn on Margot. Margot mm-hmm. ends up being like, "Okay, so you're you're the one that called these people and tried to get out of this whole situation. You're not a you're not a giver. You're a taker."
1: Um, a really cool point that I want to mention that I found, um, <clears throat> so that newspaper article in, in Chef's room, it has, the restaurant is called Tantalus mm. and that is a Greek, uh, myth. Tantalus is the name of a character. He invited the gods to his home for dinner. He tricked them into eating a stew made from the meat of his own son, whom uh-huh. he had murdered and dismembered in order to test their om- omniscience. Um, When the gods realized what he had done, they cursed Tantalus to stand in a shallow pool of water under a fruit tree. Anytime that he would raise his hand for the fruit for the tree's branches, um, no, the tree's branches would rise beyond his reach, and anytime he would bend down to drink the water, um, it would, you know, recede. Much the same way, the chef has served the elite, the gods, and sacrificed his dream, his son, um, and now all the food and drink is meaningless to him.
0: It sounds very Greek. Very Greek. And very, uh you know, very fitting for the movie.
1: I mean, yeah. Cause like we said, you know, Margot is, is very much a representation of like work, working class, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Working class us, I guess. Um, and she's like, I want real food. And Slovak is so like insulted that she doesn't eat any of his food, but, You could tell when there's like love and passion put into it. You know, there's just different. You can just tell. It just tastes. You think so? I think so.
0: So have you ever like, like done it where you're like, you know, man, I'm mad at my boyfriend. I'm going to make these pancakes, but I'm not going to make them with love.
1: (sighs) No, but you can tell when people just make things to make things versus like they put a lot of care into it. And that care... That's interesting. I mean, because, I mean, like like she said, you could tell there's no love, and he's like, love is the most important ingredient. But, I mean, there is no love. It's just artistry. It's just for aesthetics. It's just to please these people mm-hmm. who don't even care.
0: Well, and that's, I think, something about capitalism that it will drive your passion away mm-hmm. from the art. Uh, and I think that's part of the commentary the film's trying to make, where we have to subside to whatever money-making entity uh we have to please and for Slowick it's you know his angel investor that you know he also kills but
1: it was funny
0: <laughs> yeah he has him like hanging uh with, with angel, like, angel wings. wings and just slowly immerses him into some water until he drowns and stops talking yeah um so so yeah i can i mean there's definitely there's something there for sure
1: i mean it's just it's just so well done. I can't even, like... There's not even much that I could say about this film that I don't like. It's just, once it starts picking up, then it's like a like a train wreck that you can't stop watching because you're like, shit, That's a good what way is, to say it, yeah. What is happening? Like, yeah. I need to know what happens. And then you almost wonder, like, there are so many people that, like, he brings to this island, and, you know, they pay for this experience. Is this the first time that he's doing this, you think?
0: Yes, I think this is his break. I think this is... He's, he very much feels like a one and go, like he seems okay. like like he he is having uh, like a reality break. If I'm being honest, like I think it's been building up towards this for a while, especially with the cultish behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but that this is like the drink the Kool Aid moment kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean everything is so intentional and purposeful, planned. I mean he even exactly. notices notices that Margo's there, and he's like, "You are not supposed to be here," mm-hmm. and. So it's just crazy to me that people can do that kind of thing. Let's talk know. about this
0: ending because that is something that he has to battle with throughout the film. Like Margot isn't supposed to be here. And mm-hmm. finally, we have to deal with it mm-hmm. some way or another. And Margot, in her, you know, big, super mega brain is like goes up to the chef and tells him that she's still hungry.
1: She's like, I want to return my food. I don't like it. And then he's like, well, what would you like? And she's like, I want a cheeseburger. Because she knows that that was like his first job, like flipping burgers. kind of. Yeah, thing.
0: exactly. Um, that's is, what made him love. Yeah. The passionate about cooking.
1: Which is really cool because like you don't. I mean, that's also another commentary is that like just because like you've reached these high you know achievements does not mean that you're gonna be happy people always say those things like you know your dreams can come true and once they come true you're gonna be happy you won't work a day in your life if if you love your job kind of thing but i mean we still live in a capitalistic society so i I think a
0: big part of that is like once your job becomes like if your passion becomes your job Mm -hmm. it's true the other way around too. your, 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 you know, your job becomes your passion. So like, if you love playing music, uh, once, you know, it's formed into this like very structured thing where like you have to perform at this time at that day, Mm uh, and, and all like the integrity that you had, not just behind like the writing, but also in the performing for like music, for, for Mm -hmm. example, uh, it, it starts being work, like regardless, and you start hating the thing that you once loved, yeah. which is the case for Slowick. you know. Yeah. Um, I really like this dialogue exchange between Margot and Ralph. Oh yeah, uh, and because the chef Slowik is so like, his performance is so is my favorite in the film.
1: Yeah, he did he, so.
0: Well, the way he responds is like he his facial expressions are just like you can see the the slight glimmer when she requests a cheeseburger.
1: He also. Um, There's also a little bit of teeny tiny bit of Gordon Ramsay in there influence because he does call somebody a donkey and especially when he's talking about the halibut because they're like oh we had cod and he's like it was like something like a really like specific line about the halibut Mm. and he was like you fucking donkey and then I was like that's Gordon Ramsay in there I could tell because he also meant to Talibut in every fucking Hell's Kitchen episode ever. Ever, it feels you're, like.
0: You're a big Gordon Ramsay fan.
1: I love Gordon Ramsay. I love Gordon Ramsay. It Kendall's would be an Kitchen. honor to have him yell at me. If, wow, you Gordon, would, you'd Gordon, be down. Gordon Ramsay, I want you to yell at me.
0: What do you want him to call you?
1: An idiot sandwich.
0: <laughs> I'm too sensitive.
1: I'd probably cry as well, but <laughs> I... <laughs> But it would be an honor. I mean, he is one. I mean, I mean, as far as I know, he's one of the best ones that we we have in our yeah, I've never
0: had beef Wellington I've or never either. risotto.
1: I've never uh, had risotto either. I would love to try all of these things, but I want to make them at home and put my love into it.
0: Okay. It's different.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, you can tell when it's like, you know, like.
0: Well, I just. <laughs> what fascinates me about this, Carolyn, is I, I now want to ask you. Like, okay. I want, like. Like, when you go out to dinner, like, mm-hmm. let's say you go to, uh, like, a, like, a nice... Like, let's say you go to Olive Garden. Okay. For example. And I, wanna, I want to... I want you to eat your dish, and then at the end of it, I answer whether or not it was made with love. Because <laughs> you said you could tell. So, I just want... I, I want you okay. to eat food and tell whenever it is or isn't made with well, love. Well,
1: okay. So, for example, assembly line kind of work, like fast food work, probably not a lot of love there, because a lot of those people... Are probably just making okay, the money. Okay,
0: here then hear about this. Okay, I thought you loved Taco Bell.
1: I love Taco Bell,
0: but that's not probably not made with love.
1: Probably not made with love. It's probably just to get my ass out of the line.
0: Exactly it's fast. So, that's different. but it still tastes great. It
1: still tastes great. It doesn't but, have to be made with love. But if it if it's made with love, if someone's purposeful in the in the making and crafting the- of it, <laughs> it feels better when you eat it because you know they worked so hard. And but you don't I mean, know. <laughs> but if you're like, for example, if you make a nice meal at home. That is one of the best meals you can eat when you have, like, put in the time and the effort, especially if you're cooking with your partner. It's got to, like, literally just feels like you just take time. So you
0: think if, you know, you guys love each other and you make this beautiful dinner together, it's probably better than if you guys were angry with each other and made dinner. Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know. I, I would just mean I more. I could see,
0: like, some angry, you know, I don't know, like, food tasting amazing. Just because it has vigor, you know, mixed into it.
1: I can't cook when I'm angry. I don't... I just don't... I'm like... I get, I'd get. i probably give up. Okay. So, I mean... I don't know. I just feel like... Like he said... Like... Oh, all of our food. But, like... You could tell when he made this cheeseburger. Like, glimmer.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I think it his performance so is so, so well. It's very, like... He is so... Like, he's intimidating. But he... Is so forward with everything that he... It says. He's very intentful. Yeah. Mindful. And when... Margot asks him about this making her a burger like all that goes away for a brief second and mm-hmm. he has like a face of wonder of Ugh. like you know, It was of, like of, childlike a, a little yeah, bit. Exactly. It felt really
1: good and then you kind of like I don't know you kind of understand him a little bit. I like, was
0: gonna ask you like I, I I have felt that way before when you're an adult mm-hmm. Everything is crushing Every, yeah. You know with the bills with you know job life, you know career commutes personal time personal relationships it feels like nothing is as simple as it was when you were a kid
1: it also feels like nothing's ever good enough like you are constantly trying to be better and it's like you're never good enough at the point things
0: that you know some of us didn't experience when we were kids yeah i mean you don't
1: see that as a kid when
0: you're sometimes yeah exactly you don't have all these built-on stresses necessarily and i think there when when you have a moment like that Mm -hmm. as an adult it's just like I don't know what the word is eye-opening just like very like oh I didn't realize this your heart kind of opens up to like this is I'm genuinely happy right Mm -hmm. now in
1: this moment you know the same could be said with like okay for example like I have a degree um in communication like broadcast media right I got a job my first job outside of college was working from home you know doing communication stuff And it was so repetitive Mm. and it didn't challenge me and it wasn't stimulating work. Um, like the idea behind it and the message behind it was always there and it was always intentful, but it just wasn't enough. And I ended up getting really burned out Mm -hmm. and, but doing stuff like this, which is still broadcast media, like we are, you know, doing Mm -hmm. everything like audio, video, everything like that. And we are writing things sometimes and like we're purposeful and intentful and we edit Mm -hmm. things. Um, it reminded me why I loved this mm. stuff, but like in my it's previous more job, way more fulfilling. And I am enjoying the content that we are creating, that we are talking about and stuff. So it's just, I don't know. It's just different how, how different jobs and different like environments. Yeah. But yeah. here's
0: the thing. And this is a little off course here,
1: uh-huh. but
0: there's a determination of value that like, mm-hmm. like this podcast doesn't make any money.
1: It doesn't make any money. and you,
0: It's more fulfilling. As opposed to like the job you had that mm-hmm. that isn't, but did make money, you know? Yeah. And I think a, a conversation about that is like, for example, like, um, like let's say you park in a big city, right? Okay. You're going to pay money for that parking spot.
1: Not always. If you have whale around it, <laughs> sometimes <laughs>
0: it's very, if it's a bigger city, you can pay like $20 an hour yeah. for a parking spot. That's more than I make an hour. Mm. That parking spot is making more than me. Hourly, like if I buy a drink at Starbucks, I get like a venti frappuccino. Yeah, r- run me seven to eight bucks. Yeah, that's more than half an hour I work to make that, mm-hmm. right? And meanwhile, at, 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 in the kitchen I work with, I sell hundreds of dollars of worth of food in an hour. Yeah. So I my value that I'm exuding is is way less than what I'm getting paid. And, For sure. And and I think.
1: Does it make it? Is it fulfilling to you though in any way?
0: None, none whatsoever. So, he, so that and that's my point exactly. Where like, like for example, people get upset about welfare, right? Right, and, and, which and, and is like, stupid because it helps people. It helps people and. People like, let's say you're a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of a child. Mm-hmm. Like that, to me, is a very valuable thing. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to to like you, hard job. It's by a, the it's way. a very difficult job, and it's a very important job. Mm-hmm. Like this, like that person is the future of of the of the world. The you know, yeah. teachers are influencing the future of the world. Exactly. And so, my opinion, those are the things that should be valued. Those mm-hmm. are the things that should like. And, and and the whole my whole point is, is that we are the ones that assign value to things with mm-hmm. we're the reason uh, things cost as much as they do. We decide this should be this and that should be that. You know what I mean? Not us as
1: individuals, but but,
0: but yeah, just just ultimately together as, as, as a, a people, as a but, group. But we let like this capital like be determined by these people that are far wealthier, but far fewer. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Etheridge, rich, Etheridge, rich, Etheridge. Rich. Um... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, it's crazy to me, because, like, this movie is just so... so loaded with so many different, like, stories. It's so different, like, so many different, like, symbolisms and stuff. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk about the the different... Um, the seven deadly sins. I mean, I'm just curious if you would agree with it, or if you would not. So it says that... Um, Slowick represents um, rage. Makes sense, right? He's upset. He's, He's gotten angry. to this point yeah. in his time when, you know, his life and, you know, his love for creating food for people that is fulfilling and satisfying is, like, gone. It means nothing to him. He's, He's just, angry.
0: He's mad. At the system. Uh,
1: yeah, at the system. Because we have all these fucking rich people. Um, anyway, Lillian and her editor represent Envy in the menu that makes sense um she let's see she only criticizes this is really really interesting actually her criticism of food lacks credibility from the course itself or from the first course itself because she's unable to spot the satire in slow food um she only criticizes it because it gives her a sense of power over real artists mm. who she clearly envies Which is so true. Have you ever noticed that? She
0: does. She keeps being like, oh, yeah, I make my own this or that or the other at home. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She has to justify her professionalism, her criticisms, because Mm -hmm. she lacks it.
0: Yeah. And that's not to say critique is a bad thing. I mean, that's what we do here on the podcast. We're critiquing things. But the way she goes about it and, like, that attitude of, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I'm...
1: I'm powerful. Exactly. Is not okay. Um. Chef's mother represents sloth in the menu. Um, Mm. She's sitting alone, drinking, or lying lifeless on her table. She seems to be a sloth who sleeps all day and does nothing to stop him from wreaking havoc at the Hawthorne. She, too, is an enabler of evil because of her inability to resist. She literally just lets him do that. Um, The movie star, obviously, Greed makes sense. Um, Richard, which is the husband in the unhappy marriage, represents Lust. The finance bros represent pride. Tyler represents gluttony, which makes yep. sense. He literally does not stop eating. And yeah, that's basically all of them. So I could see I mean, that. I
0: wonder if that was in the in inten- the mind
1: intentional. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. There are. Mm. I mean, are there seven different tables? There's well, no. No. But I mean, yeah, they all represent something.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah.
1: So that's a really interesting take on it. Um,
0: I think the um. The cheeseburger is very interesting to me.
1: Oh my god, it looks so divine! I wanted to just.
0: just you want a, to take a bite out I of? I want it? to
1: take a bite of that cheese. I want. I want Ralph Fiennes to make me a
0: cheeseburger. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you have ever gone to been to like a themed restaurant or something. What do you mean? Um, like a like I don't know like a like Ratatouilles you know. Restaurant.
1: Um, sorry, I love Ratatouille.
0: <laughs> something like that, where like, or maybe it's like themed after a movie or something, but. Um,
1: no the restaurants that we went to at disney were not like we there are themed restaurants but we did not go to a lot of the themed restaurants there um because they're a little bit more pricey and a little bit you know um overpriced in that sense well
0: i'm just wondering if there was a restaurant that recreated the menu basically this film the restaurant is the menu the restaurant Mm -hmm. where you go in and you have
1: all the courses would be kind of cool you do it None of it didn't. I mean, obviously, I don't want to die at the end, but. You don't die at the end. That would be really cool, though. Especially the. Yeah, I would do it. Okay. Yeah, I would I would. Okay, be, how about this? Okay.
0: There. You know, we both know that there's going to be a Freddy Fazbear's pizza. Uh,
1: yes! Movie. I'm excited. Would
0: you go to a restaurant that's themed around? No.
1: I'm afraid of animatronics, dude. I'd be like, on my P's and Q's, I'd be like. What my mom. What does that was, mean? P's and Q's. Meaning like. Meaning like I would be behave well and you but know. But what be, does it
0: mean? Where does the P's and Q's? What are they? That's
1: a thing. It's a saying. No,
0: it's a saying. I know, but I just want what where they come from.
1: In old England, pub owners would refer to P's and Q's as pints and quarts. Mm. Um, the pub owners would request the bartender to keep an account. Of the evening's tally. I Additionally, see. the bartenders and waitstaff would redirect ruckus customers to return to their pints and quarts vice creating P's and Q's. Interesting. Very cool. Look at us being educated on the podcast today. Now you know. Now we know. But yeah, I would like literally be so scared, but I would also be like, I'm going to be on my best behavior so that they don't steal me. My mom was asking me that the other day because I told her like I was imagining a gigantic animatronic head because I told my boyfriend I would love a pet tarantula and he's deathly afraid of spiders and I was like but it's so cute and they're fuzzy.
0: You don't think he'd budge?
1: No, he was like drilling. I'm literally afraid of it. And what? How would you feel if I had like a gigantic animatronic head in our bedroom? And I was like, oh my god, I'm just imagining it eating meat or something. And it it's terrifying. Really? And That's yeah. so interesting. And I told my mom about it. My mom was like what made you so afraid of these? I'm like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's just the idea that I'm so small sometimes, especially with like big statues, like oversized statues, like Titan kind of stuff, like, you know, Athena. The oh, I think you
0: mentioned that. You're scared of big things.
1: Big things. And then animatronics, <laughs> I don't really know why I'm afraid of them. I think it's just the what idea. What if there was a
0: small animatronic, like the size of a water bottle?
1: That probably wouldn't be bad. But if it's, if it's like a life size or bigger, I'm done for.
0: What if it's Groot?
1: A, a tiny Groot, that'd be perfect.
0: Well, what about Grogu? Perfect. Interesting.
1: But if it's, like... I don't know. I think it's if it's human, like, art, like life-size or bigger. It just so scares me.
0: Okay, so obviously Megan is a terrifying character. But let's say it was genuinely, you know, like a nice little doll. Uh-huh. Would you be scared of Megan?
1: She's shorter than me. I could take her. Okay. <laughs> I'll take you, Megan. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. So... I mean, we all got things. I don't even know how we talked about that. No, we're talking about restaurants. Talking about restaurant experiences. So, like, they have, like, one that I really want to go to for Bob's Burgers because I'm a big Bob's Burger oh, fan. Oh, really? Where's that at? I think it's in Kansas. Mm. And it's called Bob's Bargers because I think licensing. Yeah. Um, looks adorable. Looks so fun. I would love to go. I love themed restaurants. Do I get to go to them all the time? No. That's fine. I would love to go, though. Um, yeah, that's fun. I mean, the only time I went to a themed anything was like a bar, and it was the Beetlejuice bar. Um, I went there for my college graduation, and I got entirely too messed up. So,
0: fun. how could you tell?
1: Because I was dancing a lot. Dancing means you're messed up? For me, I don't really dance in, in front of people. But yeah, if I get dance. loose, then yeah, I might dance <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, anyway. Um yeah, so then we are on to the final course. We're at the dessert course, and they are Smores. They
0: Which are Smores, Margot.
1: Visual, beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's in general, I think I like this movie is such a low budget film. like this movie mostly takes place in one room mm-hmm. And it's mostly just talking to each other.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like there's a few like things like uh, like action you know big suspense kind of shots like the fight or any of the stabbing that kind of violence the running Mm -hmm. but all of that is like so minor in terms of like setting it up like 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 it feels like we could make this movie on like on some level like on a much lower level but still on some level there's a manageable film to create and i really appreciate that and while it being that way it's still so engaging and and like it's like you said with like their costumes for the dessert you
1: know i meant to tell you all of the um like extras well not extras all of the chefs all of the chefs in the background were i mean obviously they're actors they were actually trained to um to do all of the things accurately so that if they were any at different point in the station, like in a different station, sorry, if they're at different points in a station, they it would look like they're all doing the same nice. accurate thing. So it's super cool. That like, is super cool. Attention really to detail. A, yeah, attention to detail is very intentional. I love it. Um, it just makes me, like, I love kind of stuff like that with, like, restaurants because it, I, I love, like, the attention to detail and the care that people put into it because I don't ever feel like they're represented as accurately as they oh, should man. be. Yeah. And after watching like Hulu's The Bear,
0: I've never seen that, but I've heard it's, it's very like, on oh my point. God.
1: It is like they have Cambros, they have Quartz, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, this is so accurate. This right. is like so accurate to my experience in a restaurant. So
0: I'll have to watch it. And if it is, I'm just gonna have to show people because I don't think people know how stressful, how like go, go, go it's like to work at a restaurant.
1: Yeah. It, it is, and people think it's so serious, but at the end of the day, it's kind of funny that people freak out, and it's like, dude, it's just food.
0: Yeah, because everybody's yelling at each other. Everyone's you know? always yelling at each other, yeah.
1: and everyone's always running into each other. Running
0: around with our mm-hmm. heads cut off or whatever, mm-hmm. and over there in the lobby, people are just like, hmm, you know, eating their peas yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. Can
2: I, can I get more water? Can I get more chips? But Anything that'll like that.
0: that'll kill you. If one, yeah. if one person asking for like some water and chips, mm-hmm. could like depending on like if you already got all this other stuff going yeah. on. It it sends you into this whole frenzy. Then
1: you're in the weeds. Yeah. Restaurant stuff. It's so fun. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess our final question is what would you grade this?
0: Okay. So I really enjoyed this film like mm-hmm. I said at the beginning of the podcast. I think it's been my favorite film okay. that we've discussed so far. Um the movie kind of leaves you wondering, you know, like the the the, the building gets burned down with the staff and mm-hmm. all the people coming to eat there. M- Margot gets to go because she takes her food to go, gets on the boat. Mm-hmm. So it allows her to leave and she eats the burger as she sees the flames get like engulfed into like this building. That's so good. I think the movie kind of asks you a question, but I don't know what the question is. Like like Margot's fate, it's very open, um, and it's so. Look, it's a problem because I think to me sometimes movies that make commentaries are kind of full of themselves. Like it's like if you're gonna go out of your way to be like, oh yeah, you know this thing is you bad. You want
1: an answer? You get
0: knocked over your head with it constantly. But I feel like this film, what it does, good. Mm-hmm. It's just that it is so, if I had one word to describe this film, it would be engaging. Mm-hmm. This movie is so engaging and I'm along for the ride the entire time that the the commentary is almost secondary and it doesn't take itself too seriously. It has a lot of little jokes like, you know, with the assistant being like, student loans? Yeah. No, <laughs> you're going to die. You know, like it's, it's, it's so lighthearted that I don't mind the commentary whatsoever. I really like this film. I'm giving it an A.
1: No minus, no plus? Just an A? Just an A. Okay. I give it an A plus. I'm just nice. going to go out there and say it. Um, I mean, it does so many things, right? Uh, it leaves you questioning, but I like the... some. I, sometimes I do enjoy like this eternal question, like, what am I supposed to feel? Yeah. What am I supposed to think? Sometimes I like yeah. that because you can kind of create your own interpretation yeah. of it. And there, exactly. And obviously um there are so many interpretations that you can have like and it's an ether rich thing it's a seven deadly sins thing it's so many things that you know are encompassing human human nature i mean yeah and also like first of all so many different like different nuances which each with each different character i mean it comments on the rich people like just throwing their money away and it comments on um you know, people throwing their money around, like, I think I just said that, but kind of in a different way. I meant it in a different way. I mean, I'm I'm thinking specifically about like the celebrity, um, the movie star, which apparently his name was George Diaz, played by John Leguizamo. Um, I mean, like, to name drop, they're throwing names around. Like, it's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, status and appearance and being relevant. And if they don't have this to hold them down, mm. then they are us. Yeah. It's not relevant. We're just random people.
0: Exactly. I think, you know, when while you were talking about that, uh I I realized something that that that's, I think some one of the reasons I appreciate this movie is it doesn't really tell you how to feel. Yeah. It kind of asks you like what do you think? Like yeah. like and for you to make up your own mind about, you know, the film and its intentions. And I really appreciate that.
1: I do too. I think it's a great a great movie. Good job, Mark Mylod and um the writers of the film. It was Uh, a fun wild ride and also the cast like all all of them did so well and they all had their individual part to play Mm -hmm. it makes it that much more engaging and yeah i'm excited
0: yeah uh congratulations everybody that worked on the movie i do recommend anybody go watch it yeah Uh, go watch it it's
1: on hbo max
0: yeah we watched it on hbo max and it was it was a good time i recommend it
1: yeah it was what like an hour an hour and 47 minutes. Yeah, it's
0: not too long. I appreciate movies that are shorter nowadays because they all seem to be like, we're going to be a two hour long movie. We're going to oh be God. a three hour long I, movie. It's so
1: hard to sit through the two a plus like two plus hour movies. It just I'm feels like
0: it like drags most of the time. Yeah, but this movie I'm doesn't like, feel that way. This movie feels like it's, you know, to the point.
1: It's, yeah, literally to the point.
0: Yeah. Uh, this movie, I, I'm happy to report that it made a good amount of money. The budget was 30 million. They ended up making 80 million at the box office, so more than double, nearly tripling the the budget. So I think I'm happy that a movie like this did that well.
1: Yeah, me too. Because you don't see like these. Um, I wouldn't even call it an independent film, but it's kind of indie in the sense. It's like an that alternative that it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not your typical horror movie. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really cool that that one did so well um is it horrifying no but
0: i think it's just the premise is very like you know this murderous chef you know murderous
1: chef is cool but i like the i think that also the premise of like if you don't have something you're nothing that kind of premise Mm -hmm. makes you feel like i don't know it kind of gives you the sense of like oh god what am i doing who am i (laughs) <laughs> ah, like it questions your mm. your worth your reality it's weird Oh yeah. Uh, so it could always be a little bit scary in that sense like this existential crisis thing <laughs> but yeah all in all great movie well, yeah. uh,
0: thank you everybody for tuning in uh, yeah we hope to see you next time bye
1: see you next time bye thank you for listening to Friday Flight a Live Oaks Village production this episode was hosted by Gerilyn Johnson and Saul Alberto Arsmendi Ochoa Editing and music composition by Saul Alberto Arzmendi Ochoa.